In kindness always is a way of being, growing and evolving. Your words, actions and contribution are your global heart print, your legacy. Welcome to the In Kindness Always podcast. I'm Amanda Mackay, sound healer and kindness advocate. This is where we create conversations, spark ideas and explore your emotional evolution. Good morning, Melly. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And how are you, ladies? Well, thanks. We're good. Thanks for joining us. You're most welcome. I'm excited. So are we. <laughs> <laughs> we get to chat to other people today. This is very yeah. exciting. Very special. It's always fun chatting. <laughs> yes, mm. it's something we're very good at, actually. <laughs> what was your question about sound healing this morning, Melly? Um, I have a couple. Um, One is I'm very curious as to whether you find a particular type of person is more drawn to sound healing. Like do you find they're empaths, deep feeling people, or is it anybody? I find it's it's a combination of people really. Empaths do come because they feel overloaded with other people's emotions and they need to balance that out. I find mm. people who are just really willing to make change in their life and it doesn't mean that they've even had healing before. Some people have never had healing and walk out going, oh, my God, my life has changed forever. Like me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's happened quite a few times, you know, with people who sometimes even come along and go, oh, I don't even know if I want to be here. They've been brought along by yeah. somebody else and then they love it and then – it really depends. The impact is how much you're willing to do, mm. how much you're willing to let go and how much you're willing to grow. Because if you want to not do that, you want to stay the same, but you want me to perform some sort of miracle, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, well, I do find that's happening a lot in the healing industry that people are expecting it to be a complete cure and that they don't have to do anything. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of that. Mm, yeah, you That's have to be. You have to be a willing participant. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's like saying I want to be fit, but not actually getting off the couch. Yeah, it doesn't quite work like that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I've tested it. Trust me. <laughs> no, but it's it's really what I find. It is willing to be able to admit that there are things that need to change. And the thing that I say the most to people is that's okay Mm. because we were taught all these things that aren't true or told or we assumed them or took them on as truth and they're not. They're not true for us at all. Mm, So these are just things to move and clear and balance. It's You need to be kinder to yourself. I say that a lot to people too. Mm. Be kind to yourself. You do. You say it a lot. (laughs) Mm. It's okay. It's just stuff. So what physical sensations do people go through then when they're experiencing a sound feeling? Oh, all sorts of things. So um, they can actually feel it in the body where the emotions are being held. So they might find it's like a little spasm or they can actually feel the emotion lifting out of the body. Um, I actually did a session on myself the other week and I uh, worked on self-criticism because I believe you can never work too much on yourself. I'm always doing stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And I actually felt it lift out of my lungs. Mm. Like a big weight had lifted out of my lungs and I could breathe properly. Mm. And I didn't even know I couldn't breathe properly. Yeah. And I'd had asthma as a young child. So I always thought it was just, oh, because of that. Mm. But it was actually the emotion of self-criticism sitting in my lungs and it lifted. It was extraordinary. And it really... Wow, that's interesting. It depends on, on... What, what's being healed as well, I think. Yeah. Um, for me, it, like, it changes every time. And just recently there was a, a very powerful one where I was, I felt like I was being pulled by the chest um, and, you know, being lifted um, and it, it came up pr- literally out of my throat. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's almost like a, a, a swarm of energy if you think of it like that and then it just suddenly releases. So um, it's, it's not painful, it's not... It's a little bit, the first time it happens, you're like, what is going on? Um, but once you get used to it, you're like, ah, yeah, it's working. And yeah. I always make sure people know that I'm working on emotions. I will never say to you I can help you uh, heal a physical condition because I don't know what's going to happen. I can't guarantee those sort of things. But I have yes. had clients, like I just recently had a male client who would have been in his 60s and he wrote me emails after every session saying, I can walk better. Mm. My knees aren't as sore, all of this sort of stuff. And I wasn't intentionally working on that. Mm. But the emotions sitting in his body was sitting in those parts. And when they balanced, he felt better. Yeah, like my back well, pain's gone this week. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes sense. Like if you consider metaphysics and that our emotions are what are driving our physical ailments, and if you're dealing with the emotion, then the physical ailment has to relieve, be relieved as well. Mm-hmm. That's it. I like it. I like it. So when we're doing like a sound healing, because I tend to draw to the, is it Selfagio scale? Yes. Is that how you say it? Yes. Um, so- can you jump to like a specific chakra to work on or should you always start from the base and work your way up? Oh, no, you can do whatever you like. There's no <laughs> rules. That's the best oh, part. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we we do all sorts of stuff in sessions. People will book in for one thing and we'll add in other things and it doesn't, no, I never restrict it to being this or that or you have to, not at all because okay. you are intuitive, intuitively drawn to something and that's what you should work on because that's the body saying, putting its hand up going, Okay, this is it today. This mm-hmm. is what we need to work on. The higher self Ooh. will always draw you to what you need to do. I like that. And the more you're in flow and the more you can just go with it, the more impactful it is because you're not rigid and you're not looking for a particular outcome. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. If you're going, if anybody is going to do any healing, whether it's on themselves or somebody else, you really need to be open to the best for that person in that moment and then you'll get so, the best results. So would you recommend live healings rather than pre-recorded ones? It really, you can get as much impact out of both. It really depends on what you like. Some people, yeah. I will, I'll have clients overseas in different parts of Australia and we do it by phone and they find that very impactful so that's that's still live, but it's by distant. Yeah. Um, the recorded healings 
you can have a big, big uh, healing. It really depends on how much healing you've done, how willing you are to let go, how much you yeah. surrender really is the word. It's surrendering and allowing not mm. to hold on to those things any longer. Yeah, I think that is the key word, isn't it? The surrendering yeah. to mm-hmm. what's happening because it's so uncomfortable when it happens. Yeah. So the work you've can, got to work your way through it. Yes. So the work can be very impactful, but a lot of people actually just love coming in to have a session. Yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah. So I like that. If they can, they do. And they might come in for one or two, like especially if they live a fair distance away, they'll come in and see me and then we'll do distance sessions. Yeah. Or vice versa. Whatever I works. Like that. Mm. I like that, that it's more just whatever works rather than there's a rule you have to follow with it. I've never followed rules. <laughs> She's <Millie>. got no <laughs> rules. <laughs> I'm not a rule follower. Because <laughs> I do find with a lot of the spiritual fields, they seem to be putting rules in place. You have to do it this way mm. and you have to do it that way. Yeah. And I'm exploring a lot more that those who are doing it very much from the heart there are no rules. It's all intuitive. Exactly. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It's It suits my sort of way that I am too. I like yeah. to be free and just explore things and find out new things. And I do that constantly in each session too. I learn. Sometimes the words are coming out of my mouth and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I understand that too. So it's all intuitive. I'm given the information. Yeah. It's brilliant actually. And she doesn't do the same thing all the time either. She tries out all the new stuff on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You get to experience it all first. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I have a, I have a, there's a few people that I go, oh, I've got this new thing. Do you want to try this? <laughs> it's great. So it's fun too. Oh. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I think my only other question is when it comes to like children, mm-hmm. is there a specific way we should be introducing them to it? Because for most kids it just sounds a bit funny and they're not really going to pay attention to it. <laughs> well, I guess that depends on the parents because my kids were brought up with it. Uh, okay, yep. So, you know, I, I live in Queensland. It's pretty hot here in summer. And the kids, even though now they have air-conditioned classrooms, when my kids were younger, they'd come home from primary school and everyone would be ratty and hot and Mm. hungry and they've had a long day and, you know, it's a bit messy. And I would just bring them home and when he had one room with air conditioning in those days and put them in the room and I'd put on meditation music and I'd say, just lie in here for a little bit and everyone would have a meditation and then it was like, Four different little beings walked out of the room at the end. It was beautiful. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, you can do things like that. It's just easy. Kids love that stuff. Yeah. Because the music that um, meditation is, the frequency of it is different to like the popular music. Mm. It's a whole completely different frequency. They changed it in popular music uh, in the 50s. So all the music from back then feels very different to the, any music yeah. produced since then. Yeah. 
Well, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Like when you've got the wrong radio station on, you do end up feeling on edge and a bit jittery. Yeah. And yeah, I never really considered the the unconscious consumerism you're really taking in from those those songs, that music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The messages that are in the songs, most songs are actually all about misery <laughs> and what you don't have. Mm. Yep. If you listen to the words and if you listen to yep. the actual tone underneath. And just that, as like talking about sound, like the sounds that are coming out of it, what is that doing to us? Exactly. Mm. You don't see many people that are happy listening to heavy metal all the time. They have a lot going on in there. <laughs> not that I'm dissing the music at all. I'm not doing that. No it's Metallica just... for you, Amanda? <laughs> I, no, I couldn't even name any of these songs. <laughs> I've always, always sort of gone more into meditation. Even as a young person, like 18, I was not out doing all of that sort of stuff. I was... Meditating and things like that. So, no, it's never been in my uh, interests. <laughs> Although I do appreciate all musicians. I think it takes a lot of dedication and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it would take a lot to, um, to bring that music through. But, yeah, no, it's really making me think about the, the music that I even have on at home and whether that's appropriate. And Yeah. And the thing yeah. is there's no... Nothing is inappropriate or wrong either. So even though my preference is not Metallica or, you know, those sort of things, (laughs) they actually do have a purpose on the planet. Mm. So anybody who's listening and does love that sort of music. Go hard. Yeah, go Mm. for it. (laughs) There are purposes for it. It does channel a particular energy and sometimes people need to Mm. express that or, you know, every experience on the planet is here for a reason. Yeah. There is a particular band that um, I listen to when I'm feeling angry. <laughs> yeah. And I find it really helps bring the anger up and out because usually I'm singing or screaming the lyrics while I'm driving the car. <laughs> yeah, which is and good. Then, <laughs> exactly. And then, yeah. yeah, two or three songs into the album, the music changes and softens. Yeah. Ah. And I find it it's so weird that the album does that, but uh, I find by not- the end of the album I'm calm and I'm fine again. Yeah, it's not weird. They do those things on purpose. It's intentional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they produce albums in a certain way. Mm. Yeah. There's actual beats per minute that have physiological effects on people. Mm. And the way that concerts are rung, mm. all bands do the basic same sort of, Yeah. it's like movies, everything's kind of got the same flow in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They bring out certain emotions at certain times to keep, the crowd in control, mm. really. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. You don't want them all angry the whole way through. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think that was all the questions I really had, ladies. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Oh, it's been great. Thank you. They're they were really, great questions. They, are, they were great questions. All right. Thank you so, so much for giving us your time today. We really appreciate it. Good morning, Jenny. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Amanda. It's lovely to be chatting to you. Thanks for joining us. So what was your um, question you wanted to ask about sound healing, Jenny? I was just, I've just heard or understand that the frequencies of light and sound are, are really the future of healing and wellness and we're beginning to see that more and more. 
And in your recent podcast, you've spoken about using sound for emotional release healing. Do you also use the same techniques for physical healing, like healing physical issues that are manifested on a physical level? Well, when people come in, I tell them that I'm not actually working on anything physical because I can't guarantee that something is going to heal. It's It could be... Um, karmic that somebody has something it could be that they're not ready subconsciously to let go whatever the emotion is Uh, that could happen further down the track so I never say that I heal physical conditions but I can work on emotions that are attached to it so some people will find that their body is feeling better after a healing because we've been working on a particular emotion but uh that doesn't necessarily mean that we've been working on the physical part of it. So a healing brings whatever is best on the day for the client. Mm. I don't have any control over that whatsoever. <laughs> and neither do they really. No, no. It's, it's the higher self working on what's best for the person on the day. And sometimes that will go in a completely different direction to what they thought they were coming for. And it's even better and deeper. Yes, I understand. Yeah. And have have you had experiences where people have had physical healing after the session? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. People have emailed me saying that their body feels so much better, so much better after. I'll give you a little example. My son is a – Yeah, my son is a ballet dancer and he trains professionally full-time overseas and he's had a sore back. And he came home for the summer and I said to him, right, let's go, (laughs) let's get this sorted. So we didn't, we weren't actually working on his back, we were working on emotions and we went pretty deep. We did some really deep healing and he hasn't had a sore back since. Isn't that amazing? That's fantastic. Yeah, because that was really hindering his training. You know, he obviously needs to be in perfect physical condition. So... The emotions really can affect how you're feeling and it will be related to something that has been a recurring theme in your life, something that's quite deep that you probably don't even remember, Mm. you're not even aware of and that's why it doesn't move because it's subconscious. If we Mm. knew it, we could easily just make a decision and it would change. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So... um my other questions were sort of not really um, appropriate now, but so I'm just I'm just wondering when Eileen works and Cusack works with um, biofield tuning, mm. she seems to work in a style that very much addresses specific physical parts of her body, like with her um, the biofield tuning mat, and she seems to some of her recordings target very physical areas. Yes. So they, you, you obviously work in a very different, you use some of that technique, but you you work in a different style or you use it in a different way. I can, I still do uh, healings for people on their lungs and very specific things like that. I can work on particular parts of the body, but I can't say what's going to be the outcome. So what I'm doing is I'm working on the emotion that's sitting in that part of the body and that's what Eileen is doing too. 
So for anybody who doesn't know who we're talking about, Eileen McCusick is an American who developed a modality of healing called biofield tuning, which is brilliant. Um, It uses tuning forks mainly. Uh, She has a book out too, Tuning the Human Biofield, for anyone who's interested. Her work is amazing. And I have done training with Eileen and her people here in Australia. And they do say, Eileen does say, we are not treating particular medical conditions. Because a lot of people who do her training ask a lot of questions about that and she emphatically says we are not treating um, a particular condition. We will work on a particular part of the body that holds these particular emotions because she can't guarantee outcomes either. No, no. Mm. And so can you explain a little bit to me, because I have had sessions with you and it, it was very similar to what I understand Eileen's biofuel tuning was, so can you just explain a little bit more about you do use her techniques sometimes but yours is much broader or just overall how, what range of te- techniques you might use yeah, sure. on a particular person given a situation? If that well, if sense. somebody has heard of Eileen and they contact me and say I want a biofield tuning, I will strictly do a biofield tuning by their protocol, which, by the way, is not all that strict. Eileen is very flexible and says use whatever techniques that you have as a healer. Mm. Um, so the uh, I do sound healing and biofield tuning, pretty much the same thing. They're not that much different. Uh, with the sound healing, I may work, um, you know, on past lives or other different things. It's... Um, a little bit more um, broader, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I go. I go very deeply with people with the sound healing. So we work on um, belief systems that may have been there for a lifetime. Mm, lifetime, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very different because I have been doing healing for a very very long time. So I bring everything that I've done. Yeah into all of the sessions, even if it's biofield tuning, you'll find that it's quite similar to sound healing. Biofield tuning, the big difference is you're mainly using tuning forks and with sound healing there's singing bowls, drums and the tuning forks, gong, all sorts of stuff. But the way that we're trained with biofield tuning is you can bring those things into it anyway. Okay, so they, it's all the same ultimately. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. You're going to get um, whatever you are really needing on the day, no matter what no matter what we say we're working on or what the technique is. It's not like I um, switch from one to the other. Mm. Yeah. So it's it's a, real, a real flow for me. Yeah, it's wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. And can I, in one of your podcasts you talked about how you – are able to do sound healing on yourself by using your hologram. Yes. Is, it, is there ways that people can do sound healing on themselves and they obviously don't have your intuitive gift or your experience? Yes, you can ask for it. 
People need to ask a lot more than they do. They need to talk to their guides and just ask. That's a really ask good question. Help. That's a really good question. Yeah, so all you need to do is really ask because we are really sort of given this thought system that only certain people can do it. And it's and someone that, else. Yeah, and there are some people who are really good at it and some people who aren't. But that's because you're either – some people are actually born healers. It doesn't mean they're the only people on the planet who can do it. Some people will be more effective than others and that's generally because they've done a lot more healing on themselves. And they're, they're clearer. Yeah, absolutely. The clearer yeah. the healer, mm. the better the healing. You can't work through all your own <laughs> rubbish and think you're going to be helping somebody else if you're no clearer than they are. That's why I constantly work on myself yeah. so I can help people even more as well as it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you can ask. You can ask for help. Even if you, so, don't, even if you don't hear anything from your guides, even if you haven't opened up to that yet, ask. And if anything good happens in your life, say thank you. Mm. Appreciate it. And the more you do that, the more you will notice it and the more it will show up because it's a free will planet. So they don't interfere. If something is not good for your soul, it won't happen, which is why people don't get that job or that overseas trip doesn't work out or those sort of things. But if if you ask them, they will help you. That's what they're there for. So if you're not asking, you're not really helping them do their job either. Mm. So in terms of doing a sound healing on yourself, mm. just tell me, just describe for us um, less experienced people, would that involve sound or that would just be us asking for a healing? Um, what might that? Well, I would write an intention. So you could write something like um, the intention for this healing today is to balance, release and let go the emotions of self-doubt in all levels, in all times, with grace and ease. Can you just repeat that because it was hard to hear all the words? Not really because I made it up on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to listen back. (laughs) It might come through on the recording. Yeah. Okay, Okay, so we make an intention, yes. And then say that a couple of times. You can lie down or sit down in a comfortable position. If you have crystals or aromatherapy oils or anything else you want to bring in, you can have those with you and then just listen to some healing music. Mm. I have tons of free music on SoundCloud and you can just listen to those. They are recorded healings and you will notice that you feel different when you get up. Okay, that's fantastic advice, Amanda. Fantastic. So to work on the deeper things, you probably need to see a healer but it is a great start Mm. and it's really good because you might find that at two o'clock in the morning you can't get to sleep and you'll write a little thing saying I am willing to release 
the anxiety or the overthinking that is keeping me awake and then you listen to some music and you'll probably fall asleep really quickly. Yeah. It does work. Fantastic. And just for a bit more information, the music's just very accessible through your website or is there some other music you might recommend? Or there, I have a SoundCloud account which is an app and you just um, sign into that and all of that is free. Yep. And you don't pay for that at all. Now that's a fantastic gift for everybody. Yeah, it is good. I've had a lot of really good feedback about the, those healings on there. So I've played them heaps. Give it a go. Thank you so much for coming on the Bye-bye. show. That's all right. Yeah, all right, we really, it's, we really appreciate it. It's nice to have a chat. You asked some really great questions. Yeah, Thank really you. good. Okay. <laughs> I hope it's helpful. Thanks, Jenny. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Cindy. See ya. Bye. Bye. Okay. Hi, Henriette. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Hello, Amanda. It's nice to, um, to talk with you again. Thank you. And we have Bindi here today too talking with us. Thanks for joining us. Now, tell Hi, me. Bindi. Sorry, what was your question? My question was um, I have enjoyed the benefits of um, sound healing. Yeah. And did that for a six week period. Um, so there was a lot of healing that was done throughout that, um, that six, week, six week period, which would have continued on afterwards. Yeah. So that was about six months ago. So my question is, if I were to start doing sound healing again, would I pick up from where I left off or would it be starting back from ground zero or you somewhere in between? You never go back to ground zero. Once you've cleared things with sound healing, it's cleared. Okay. Yeah. So if you were to continue, it would be... Whatever you want to work on now, whatever the things that are coming up that are currently manifesting as experiences for you at the moment. Okay. All right. And that would be something that would come up intuitively? Yeah. So what happens? Yeah. If you were coming in for individual sessions because you were in a group situation before, we would be chatting about just what's going on for you. And so in that conversation, we would get to exactly what you need to work on at the moment. Okay, okay. Yeah. It is intuitive. So when you come in, I have, I'm basically told where we need to go. And through conversation, we discover that. So I don't tell you (laughs) because there would be no point in that. You need to get to what it is yourself because that's more impactful. Mm-hmm. And, okay. and even if you um, even if you said I don't know, we would yeah. start the session, and then I would start telling you what information is coming through, mm. and then we'd be finding the pattern of what it is that we're actually working on. Ah, okay, okay. So rather than it being in a collective space, which was that was an individual thing as well, it would be. I guess a more targeted approach for doing it as a one-on-one situation. Absolutely it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. In a group situation you can be working on particular things but 
in in individual sessions, it is definitely on point of what you need. Okay. Okay, so it would be a, could it be said that the feeling that that would take place would be, um, I guess, a lot stronger or it would be just as it's meant to be at that point in time? bit of both actually. Um, So what comes up in the session is what I'm finding in the energy field around your body. So it could could be related to anything, whatever, but you will find when we're working through it, you'll, you'll know that these particular emotions have been coming up or experiences that you're having currently relate exactly to that. Mm. Okay. It never misses the mark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I found that when I was um, doing the, the group sessions that it was pretty hard hitting and there were things that uh, that came up that I can't say that at the time I was consciously thinking about. And yeah. some of those were really, I guess, deeply um, in the big unconscious um, probably the best way of describing it and the experience experiences were just out of this world <laughs> if I can describe it that way yeah so not everything that is coming up for healing is conscious because we just we live our lives how we are in every moment so we're not actually aware that something might be needing to be balanced because we're so used to it, we think that's who we are. It's, it, it, it's probably an emotion or an inherited belief system. And we walk around with those thinking, oh, this is what I believe in or this is how I see that. And when it clears, it gives you a completely different perspective or, or different way of looking at things. Like the I, difference between wearing clear glasses and sunglasses really. Yeah. Does that answer your question? That doesn't that answer my question. I guess it's bringing up a lot of other questions <laughs> as well when you're talking about the, um, you know, the belief systems and the, I guess, the, the play that runs in your in your mind, whether it's knowingly or unknowingly. Um, because I have um, very recently, I noticed that. When I get highly stressed, I black out. Mm-hmm. That happened recently, and I now have a broken rib. So clearly, there's something going on inside of me that needs to needs to be healed. Yes, and this is why people actually end up with injuries too. One of the reasons is because okay. it's bringing it to your attention. So if you injure yourself, you mm. get a massive bill, you have a car accident, <laughs> all of those sort of things, it's like you're yeah. not listening, so we're going to send you this it's to a message. get your attention. Mm. Okay. Mm. And I would say with the wrist, the wrist, um, it's about um, working hard and just giving yourself a break in, in an energy sense. Being really easy on yourself, being kinder, not trying to do it so hard. Uh-huh. Does that sound 
like something that resonates with you? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I have been extremely hard on myself and dealing with a lot of stuff. At the moment, a lot of emotional stuff and relating to um, past relationships and mm-hmm. sort of keep getting knocked around that and I'm just trying to analyse things and resolve things and keep myself up. Yeah. Different things. So, yeah, if it does sound like it, it at the at the mark of being yeah. hard on myself. Yeah. Yes. Was there anything else you wanted to ask about? Um, I was, um, it's about an article that I saw recently that was talking about the future of healing being sound healing. Yeah. Um, which is an amazing thing for people to actually be starting to be aware of that. And yeah. more of that, and perhaps the music that we that is now being screamed out um, isn't necessarily good for anybody. Mm. So hopefully, that's going to be a gift to switch on music that's actually good for the soul. Exactly, exactly. That's why plants and babies respond really well to um, classical music because it has a completely mm-hmm. different frequency. So when you when you listen to classical music, even if it's not really your thing, it does really yeah. calm you right down. You never see a, a concert where there's classical music with anyone, you know, really angry or, you know, bursting yeah. out in any um, sort of nasty conversation or anything. It's usually pretty mellow, very harmonious. Mm. So did you want to did you want to talk more about that, or did you want to? Ask anything else? Um, I think how do we how do we get that out as a a more visible um, healing modality and getting the the message out there? Or podcast? <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Other than podcast, tell um, your friends. Okay. It, it really is living your life in that way. Because when when you are in balance and when you do bring those things into your life, it changes who you are naturally and people feel that. So by by being more you mm. and introducing other people to those things, just by being yourself, not by going out and preaching or anything <laughs> like that, people naturally get drawn to it. I never talk about, I never really go into what, people need to heal or anything like that when I'm in conversation, all I ever do is be myself and then people naturally want to find out more about it. Mm. I never give sermons or talk about that sort of thing. You don't need to. No, I just just engage as myself and people say, gee, you're really calm. (laughs) You do that. So sound healing helps you become more of who you are rather than having all those belief systems and thought patterns like we were talking about before. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's an acceptance thing, isn't it? Yes, and a letting go. Yeah. Allowing yourself to let go the things that you were taught or you believe, perceptions, things like that. Because people are used to being in a particular mode, whether it's, um, you know, I'm poor or other people have more or 
you know, life's hard or whatever it is, the more you emit that, the more you're going to get more back of it. So if you, you start changing the way you're thinking and you start to just appreciate a nice breeze or the sunshine, yeah. we have gorgeous weather. So every day if you're just thankful for those beautiful things that are in your life like that, the really simple stuff, that's what you notice more of and mm. that's what you you naturally attract more of. Okay. It's also, I would think, about flipping the switch as well um, in terms of I have a really bad habit of analysing things and I found that when I was doing the sound healing that I didn't analyse things. It, it just came through and the messages that were coming through just felt quite natural. Um, and I didn't even stop and think about, okay, well, where did that come from? It, it just came and it happened. And when I'm in that state, I accept all of those things. But in real life, everyday life, I tend to go into automatic mode and you don't stop and think about those things. You've got that mental chatter going on in the background. Yes, most people do because they're living in their mind. So yeah. you, you, you do, you do need to flip a switch. You're right. You need to actually take charge of the mind. You, you need yeah. to make that decision to change things. So if you had somebody who came up to you every day, say at work, and was nagging you or having a go at you or being nasty, eventually most people would turn around and tell them to stop or, you know, take some sort of action. And this is what you need to do with the mind. You need to take action, speak to it like it's another person and just <laughs> say, stop. Stop doing that. That's not right. You're actually talking to it like another person. Yeah. And then you then you do bring in the awareness of the appreciation all the time as much as you can. And it's like forming any new habit. Mm. You've just got to keep doing it. And it does work. Mm-hmm. And then you'll find that those thoughts become less and less because those thought loops, it's like shining a light on them. And then they disappear. Well, um, I get the, the full benefits of going back into doing sound healing on a, on a regular basis. Um, is it worthwhile going back into it on a weekly basis for a period of time or to take it as do the first session and whatever comes up will come up as being this is the information that you are. Uh, that you need and this is the pace that you need to go at and the frequency that you need to, to do the session. Usually I recommend people come each week but first of all have a session and see if it resonates with you and mm-hmm. not everybody does want to do that. Yeah. Not everybody is really willing to make the changes because it's really up to you whether you want mm-hmm. to do that or not. I could do all the healing in the world, but if somebody really doesn't want to do it, it's not going to make an impact because mm-hmm. this is a free will planet and you have choice, completely your choice how you want to live your life. Yeah. So okay. I do recommend people come 
once a week for probably six weeks and then they find that the impact is extraordinary. The changes are massive. But then some people might want to come for three sessions or they, with the way their life is, they might only be able to come once a fortnight. It is flexible but I do find the more impact is the more regular the sessions. And there's also the free healings on SoundCloud and there are also recorded healings um, on the website that, you know, you can purchase and download and listen to many times as well. So there's there's different ways of actually accessing the healing too. So people can start with baby steps and see what they think and if they like it and, you know, it depends on how much change you want to bring about and how much it resonates with you. And you can do it remotely as well. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you don't have to come in. I have clients, different parts of Queensland, Australia and overseas. So people can can access healing in all sorts of different ways. Oh, okay. That's, that's, uh, that's good to know because I guess one of the things with working full time on Monday to Friday is that things are just not accessible. Yeah. Um, it's not always easy to just say, hey, I'm coming out for a couple of hours because I need to go and do this. Um, so knowing that there are alternatives and that it can be done from a distance is a magnificent thing. Yes, it makes it a lot easier for people. And also I guess we should say if you are listening to any of the healings or the meditations to not be driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make oh, sure I'm not allowed to drive at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Listening to the podcast while driving is good but um, the healings, it's not a good idea. <laughs> it will relax you far too much. Yeah. <laughs> another, I'll, I'll ask another question which goes to the sound healing. Yeah. Um, if you if you fall asleep, because I know I tend to zone out completely, that's just your body and your body's way of receiving the information in that you're being and and without having that analytical hat on. Would that be right? So you can receive the healing whether you're asleep or awake. Yes. It doesn't It doesn't really matter. You are actually going to receive it. So when uh-huh. clients are in the session, often they will fall asleep. And okay. it really doesn't make any difference because I'm still doing the work. So you could fall asleep okay. listening to a recording and that would be perfectly fine. You... Probably because you really need the sleep. Yeah. You need to recharge. You I need- tend to go into like a meditative state. Like I'm still kind of awake but uh-huh. not not awake. <laughs> yes. It all works. It all works, Henriette. Yes. Did you have any other questions for us? No. No, I haven't. I think I've rattled on enough. <laughs> no, that's perfectly okay. Your questions are really good. <laughs> and it's been great to have the opportunity to want to be involved in the podcast and, and be working with you again, Amanda. It's, um, it's a great opportunity and I thank you. I thank you so much. <laughs>
Thank you very much. It's been great talking to you again. Thank you. Thank you for connecting. To open and explore the gateway to your healing path to kindness, visit inkindnessalways.com.